Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks in the world who are on a mission to obtain freedom. What is freedom? We're about to find out. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited entrepreneur who has been chasing freedom her entire life. Beside me is my co-host, Jackie Asel, the anchor who keeps me grounded. Thanks for joining us. Hello, and welcome back to the 13th episode of Clock Out, the Vicarious Life podcast. Today, I'm super excited, as always, because we have Jessica Picker, formerly known as Jessica Chris, best known for her recent role as Miss Montana. Yep, you heard it, Miss Montana, and she's got a little, uh, she's breaking history here with her role there as well. I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, Jessica studied equine science at Montana State University. Go Bobcats. Um, she's currently working as a vet tech at Highlands Veterinarian Hospital and has big dreams, which we're going to hear all about, of running an equine therapy center. So with that, Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's oh. an absolute blast. I'm so thrilled to sit down and be able to talk about everything with you. Yes, I'm so excited too. Um, and of course, I always like to give a little bit of a uh, reason how you got onto my show because people are like, well, how do you, how do you know that person? Our connection comes through martial arts. Um, well, first and foremost, so I used to train with Jessica's now husband at the time, um, you guys were just started dating and I got to meet you through him. He's a wonderful human being, Michael Picker. Um, so that's how we first met. And then through that, through that whole experience, I got to sell you guys a property. And then of course your role as Miss Montana, I've, I've followed you cause you're a wonderful human being. Well, thank you. And I have to just put a plug. Um, <laughs> the house that you sold us is perfect. And it's really, as we'll talk about later, it's the real big, first big stepping stone of our future goals. So yes. it's, it's been a really great place for my now husband and I to settle as a unit. So yes. it's, it's been really cool. Is it still exciting to say husband? It is a little bit. Yeah. I get a little butterflies every now and then. Did you like immediately change your phone to your contacts to say my husband or husband or the husband? I don't think my, I don't think I did. No, what? he's still Michael. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mine, mine still, I get all excited when I get to put husband on my. Oh, that's cute. Contacts, yeah. And do you still, you find yourself like looking at your ring? Like always. Oh my gosh. Yes, always. <laughs> and you're just an adorable bride too. <laughs> Thank um, you. I mean, Miss Montana, I think everybody kind of thinks of Miss Montana as being just like beautiful and like supermodel in which you are. But on top of that, you have this like, cause we're audio here. People don't get to see you. So you have this brilliant energy of like warmth and love that just comes out of your soul. So well, thank you. You're so yes. sweet. I would say it takes one to know one. Uh, um, and that. I, I love the Miss Montana program for that mm. is that it takes young women who are raw and really works with them and kind of helps transform them into the best version of themselves by mm. using interview practice and that onstage presence. Sure. And so it just kind of enhances everything that the girl naturally brings to the table. So fascinating. Yeah. I cannot wait to learn more about Miss Montana. Uh, but because that is your big thing, we're going to first, we're going to take it back a little bit. Tell me about where you came from growing up. Um, where'd you come from? What are your parents like? I mean, just give me some, give me some insight. Well, if you can keep a secret and everyone on the podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually not born in Montana. <gasps> I know, scandalous. Miss Montana wasn't born in Montana, but uh, because Miss Montana is a scholarship program, I was able to qualify because I came here for school. But originally, I was born and raised uh, in Southern Oregon, okay, on, in a rural country 
very down home feeling city. Um, I say city loosely. It was more of a town. But, okay. <laughs> um, and I grew up kind of outside ranching communities. Uh-huh. Um, I like to think that like my home was always on the ranch, even though my family moved into town um, when I was younger. But my my heart always stayed out on the family ranch. So sure. Um, I grew up out there, and uh, that's really where I found my love of horses and my love of agriculture and wanting to change the world through using animals as kind of a segue and so that was what growing up there is what sparked my desire to move to Montana because Montana felt like home I came up and visited and um, I never wanted to leave after I got here and my parents are really they obviously love having me home (laughs) but (laughs) I'm um, sure (laughs) but they really encouraged me to go out and pursue wherever my dreams led me and so I'm really thankful that even though Montana is a thousand over a thousand miles away from where I grew up they really encouraged me that if this is where I felt like I was home this is where I needed to be so good parents very good parents what did they do for a living my mom's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually works in special ed. Okay. And then my dad is a real estate agent turned pastor. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, it, And that's interesting. So your husband, Michael, we're going to talk about him a lot because he's seriously like top five favorite oh, people man. of mine. I love oh, yeah. and adore him. I think him. he's in the top one of mine. But. <laughs> fair. fair <laughs> definitely fair. Um, his parents have pastor links to, because they're, they're therapists, but are, are, don't they do some sort of pastor program as well? Michael's grandfather, his mom's father was a lay pastor, lay minister. Okay. Um, and then both of his parents are, are counselors. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, and you guys have a lot in common that way. Cause he also has kind of the, the horse love and all of that yes. as well. Very interesting. Okay. So mom and dad, you've got a real estate pastor, you've got a teacher. Mm-hmm. So it, that kind of gives me a patient, um, <laughs> understanding. Yes, very understanding. Yes. Very cool. Okay. Thankfully, because I was kind of a rotten child. So oh, I'm come re- on. oh, I was. Tell I was, me why. Bless my mother. Um, <laughs> I was the strong-willed child that uh, had to have her way all the time. Nothing has changed, but at least I've learned to manage that a little better. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, my mother told me as when I am now that I'm an adult, she told me when I was younger, I was like two or three, uh-huh. and she literally thought to herself that she wasn't sure she was going to live through my childhood years to see me as an adult. <laughs> Because I was so bad. Oh my god! So, do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother, and you were the last. I was. She learned her lesson. Yes, then. she did. <laughs> my brother awesome. was the easy baby who was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh, we could totally do this again. This is marvelous." And then yeah. they had me and decided to never do it again. So. <laughs> I'm sure you were just wonderful. Oh, no, and know. they had to have been fabulous parents to be able to direct that energy into productive, positive. That is definitely, yeah, absolutely. If there's anything I can thank my parents for, (laughs) if not literally everything that they've done for me, uh, it's giving me the ability to focus my drive and not kill that desire to go out and achieve and have everything, but to focus it in a way that's healthy. And it helps me achieve my goals instead of gets in the way of them. So yes, absolutely. So other things that maybe, and I'm guessing, helped control focus, how about your journey with, it's Japanese? Japanese jiu-jitsu. Okay, instead of Brazilian. So I trained Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you did Japanese. So when did that begin? Because that's fascinating. I mean, you don't think about Miss Montana having strong self-defense skills. I mean, typically, which that makes you special as well. Let's hear about it. Thanks. So it's actually a family thing. Uh, So both of my parents are third-degree black belts in Japanese jiu-jitsu. I did not know. Oh, yeah. They're super cool. You got to meet 
and they're Oh my awesome. God, I would love to. Um, they're Take super great. Uh, and so they actually were black belts before I was even born. And so they were still practicing martial arts in the dojo at, like multiple times a week, very active. Um, my mom was like still like practicing for judo tournaments when she like found out she was pregnant with me. So awesome. I yeah. love her already. Oh yeah. She's super like firecracker. And, uh, and so because that was just what the family did, that mm-hmm. was just what I started doing. And so um, some of actually my earliest memories are out on the mats with my parents practicing martial arts and talking about like um, the appropriate places to hit someone and this is where we're hitting in practice but where would you hit if it wasn't practice and that sort of thing so yeah so I remember from my earliest moments I guess Uh like being my mom obviously I don't remember this but my mom would bring me up in the carrier Uh and just set me on the sidelines and my mom would just keep practicing martial arts and then eventually I started crawling out of my little carrier and following them out into the dojo so that is phenomenal yeah so being able to practice martial arts with my parents was a huge part of my childhood and my desire to share that ability to defend yourself as I was Miss Montana traveling the state. Wow. And and you're still practicing? Right now, unfortunately, my job does not lend itself to lots of free time. I work a lot. Uh, And so unfortunately, I haven't been able to practice as much as I wish Mm -hmm. I could. Um, But cross training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, when Michael and I first started dating Mm -hmm. was incredible. And I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed that just being able to see the differences between the different types of martial arts. What are they? What are the differences with Brazilian versus Japanese for anybody that's interested? Well, in my experience, my dojo was very much um, like survival skills. Mm-hmm. It was run by a our a, the professor who started the dojo um, m- was uh, Professor Potter. He was a former Marine, former police officer. Okay, and so he very he had a very um, practical view yeah. of martial arts. Like if if someone actually intends to do you harm, how are you truly going to keep yourself safe? Sure. Um, and then I really appreciate that. Brazilian jiu-jitsu aspect, which in my experience is definitely practical because Mm -hmm. um, there's huge implications for um, stopping bullies and being able to diffuse situations. Um, Being able to have that physical self-control is a huge part Mm -hmm. of that as well. Um, But I also felt that it was because it is a sport. And so that's how it's lived for so long is that ability to be considered a sport as well as practical. And so, um, in my experience, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu side was very sport-focused. How do we get points? Um, which it's also incredibly useful for sure. general self-defense. Um, but we didn't ever really talk about like how to get points in in my dojo. It was very much. Um, it wasn't. I would say performance-based, but not performance as in uh, competition-based. Yes. Yeah. It was very much, how do you save yourself in this sure. situation? Yeah. And I mean, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu originated there and then developed into sport. And of course, exactly. there are still people that only practice uh, Brazilian, ju- Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the self-defense aspect. Absolutely. But others that like to compete. So exactly. that's fabulous. Um, okay. And I think with every competition, there has to be rules to be able to keep the competitors safe. Yes. And so there, there is that aspect of it that in the competition world mm-hmm. there are a lot more rules yeah. than I remember growing <laughs> up in my Japanese right. dojo so yeah uh, that's yeah. awesome and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to Miss America or to oh. Miss Montana um sorry I apologize for that and <laughs> but so from 
from childhood, so you were born and raised in Oregon, the, and you, you went to high school in Oregon then? Correct. Yep. Okay. I graduated from Triad High School, which unfortunately no longer exists. Oh, it's now, um, they combined with another school in the area since they were really small rural schools. Sure. Um, and so now it's Cross Point School. Uh, but anyway, I graduated from Triad, and then I got a lot of scholarships to be able to come to Montana. And so then here I am, and I never left. <laughs> and so MSU. Yes, go Cats. Yay, go Cats. I'm, I'm a fan too more of the, the colors I'm not a football fan but anybody <laughs> that knows me knows I don't like football too much but I I always root for Bobcats too just because I like the color scheme blue better. and gold blue and Absolutely. gold yeah, yeah and I feel that their fans are less obnoxious <laughs> so, I would agree with that yeah. personally <laughs> that's because we're on the Bobcat side yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so you graduated with your degree in equine science Correct. so what does that mean and what did you do with it so far well, originally the goal was that I wanted to go to vet school. Okay. And when I first entered my freshman year, I was kind of on a pre-veterinary track. My, I was headed for my DVM. Um, and then as I was going through school, I discovered that my passion, though I love the science aspect, I love the medical field, mm -hmm. I love being able to heal and um, reduce pain, um, but I really had a passion for people. And oh, though there are people obviously in the veterinary clinic because sure. they have to be owners of the animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really wanted to work on healing people with animals. And mm. so I got to work with Eagle Mount in the Bozeman area. And Eagle Mount is an equestrian group where they take horses and use them as therapy tools sure. to help people heal either physically, whether they have um, a physical ailment or emotionally um, with like a mental issue sure. that they may have. Um, and I got to work a couple of summers for them and I absolutely fell in love with it. And so that I decided awesome. that instead of going to vet school, um, which is a super cool option, mm -hmm. um, I decided that I wanted to use my degree in a slightly different way and help people with horses. Yeah. It's like the best of both worlds. Exactly. That's what <laughs> I thought. So I went ahead and got my degree in animal science with an equine concentration. And as I was graduating, one of my favorite professors, Dr. Moreau, um, shout out to Dr. Moreau, wherever he is. I don't think he's at MSU anymore, but he's a fabulous. Uh -huh. And he told me that I needed to see the world and um, that he knew somebody in Ooh. the Netherlands who was, oh, I'm so excited. I know. Who was hiring and looking for someone to come help with their equine program. Um, just kind of as a ride-along person, groom, take care of the horses, learn, just kind of experience as much as they can. Um, and so I applied and got the position. Oh, my And gosh. so only a couple months after I graduated from college, I flew out to the Netherlands um, for... Uh, 90 days, 90 full days, because that's wow. how long my visa was. And so I wanted oh, to sure. get every minute I could. So I was like six minutes under 90 a days, I think. Oh my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I got to ride with this incredible rider who is based out of the Netherlands uh -huh. um, and ride with her horses and see how that big of a, an equestrian facility and uh -huh. program was run. Wow. And she was a competitive rider, so she didn't do the equine therapy aspect of sure. it, um, but she ran a full barn of horses, competitive show horses, yeah. and I got to work with her over in Europe and travel, and um, it was an incredible experience. Wow. So, quick side note on that. I mean, I feel like that experience would definitely benefit you because you have to know how a center is run, regardless of what the discipline is, whether it's jumping or showing or it's therapy animals. I mean, it, it's all the same, right? Absolutely. The same care, the same 
um, they all horses need exercise. They need to be fed. Exactly. They need all of that. Totally. That is awesome. Tell me about just the Netherlands in general. What What was your? I mean, did you go alone? Did you have other students that you knew? Or, I mean, were you just thrown into it? I was just kind of thrown into it. I am all about experiences, and mm-hmm. so I just pretty much packed up my bags and left. And I arrived in the Netherlands knowing none of the language, knowing no one over there. Um, I had never, I had talked to my contact in Europe maybe twice on the phone. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I had Ooh. never even, I didn't even know what she looked like um, when I touched down. And sure. um, so because I had literally no idea of what I was getting into, when I landed in the Netherlands, my rider, Denise, uh-huh. um, told me that, uh, okay, I'm going to have my driver come get you. Sure. I was like, great, okay, fabulous so in my brain I thought her driver worked for her personally yeah that's what and, I would think okay thank you yeah that's what totally I thought. that's totally. where I'm at yeah yep. all right uh so that's not the case um <laughs> so I thought that this person would have like this was her personal driver mm-hmm. um but this was a driver for a driving company that she had hired uh. who did not work for her specifically it was she just happened to hire this person as part of the driving company oh no so I step off the plane. He's got the whole sign that says Jessica, whole nine yeah. yards. He speaks maybe four words of English. And I do not speak, I don't even remember what nationality he was because this was such a scarring experience. But uh, <laughs> he, he did not speak English and I did not speak whatever language he spoke. Um, and so he has my name on his sign though. So I crawl in his car. But oh. I, oh yeah. So I expected him to work for the same person that I was about to be working for. Um, and so I crawled in the front seat. And just oh. sat in the front seat <laughs> with so him. Funny. And I'm like trying to ask him questions about this person that we're going to be working for. Talking about, I'm asking about the horses. Oh and my he goodness. is so confused. He's like <laughs> this idiot American that thinks that everyone works for the same person over here. <laughs> and he was literally just the driver. And so he shows me a picture of where we're going. And he says, is this, is this where you're at? And you're I'm like, yeah, don't you have a place? Don't I, you come here daily? And I, well, I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. And so oh he shows me gosh. a picture and he's like, is this where you're going? I was like, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> and so it was just, we, we arrived eventually and oh. I got to spend my 90 days and ride the most incredible horses, but I did a little better on the way out when she brought a uh, driver in. Oh, sure. Um, I went ahead and sat in the back seat and just didn't speak to him at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what you're supposed to do. That's awesome. Did you, <laughs> did, um, did you go explore at all in your off time or was it like all on this at this site we I tried to explore as much as possible I love traveling I love being out and doing new things and so it was we typically got one day off a week and so I which may be slightly unhealthy I would work for multiple weeks straight Uh so that with no day off so that that way I could like save up my days off so that they would be consecutive sure and then I could get like three days off in a row because I worked for three straight weeks with no day off right and then I would be able to go and like I um, went to Paris I went to London I spent a weekend in Amsterdam, oh. um, and so I got to go to Germany, and there was a sh- show that we did in Slovakia, so I got to go over to Slovakia, Simmer oh in Slovakia. Goodness. It was incredible, and so I tried to travel as much as humanly possible. Sure. I tried not to um, stay around if I didn't have to, so yeah. I got to see some really incredible things. That's awesome. Ever, and any plans of going back? Oh, definitely. Um, there is so much history and richness in, not to mention just culturally, but yeah. architecturally and just the, so many things that we, I think, take for granted living in such a for wide sure. country that 
there it's just America for as far as the eye can see. And yeah. so over there, the countries are like so squished together that yeah. um, that you can in two hours be in a completely different culture with a completely different language. That's and crazy. To oh, me. it's it's incredible. And so um, I think you'd be hard pressed to keep me away from there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Michael has German roots, right? He does. So I'm sure that you guys are gonna have to go to Germany. Yes, absolutely. Check that out. Originally, we were gonna go to Germany for our honeymoon, uh-huh. um, but then we decided to redo our bathroom instead. So very, very um, <laughs> responsible Thank and practical in you. this new place that yes. you guys bought that mm-hmm. needed some renovating so you guys can get some sweat equity. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> but you. take the trip. Take the trip. <laughs> we will. We promise next fall. We're going next fall perfect. for Oktoberfest. Yay. Yeah. Even better. It'll be yeah, perfect. It'll be perfect. Okay. So moving from Europe, how does Miss Montana come up how is it was this a childhood dream or was this something that presented itself along your your journey kind of both so I was able to when I was in Oregon flashback a little bit um when I was in Oregon a senior in high school um my mom said that I could go anywhere I wanted to go to college but I had to pay for it sure and so I was like okay well what a good mom uh, right (laughs) so um I started looking for scholarship opportunities of course um and one of the scholarship opportunities that actually found me was the Miss America organization Miss America ah. is a huge proponent of scholarships for women. They hand out, I don't even know how many millions of dollars across the nation to women in scholarships every year. And so I competed in the Miss Klamath County mm. competition. Um, and I didn't really think I was going to win, but I was in it for the scholarship. Sure. Um, and at my first time out of the gate, I won Miss Klamath County. Wow. And so being able to go and compete at Miss Oregon that summer, I got even more scholarships. I met some incredible women. I loved being able to perform my talent on stage. Uh It's so community focused and there's a sisterhood of women who just support you through everything. And so I was like, okay, well, this is the bee's knees. So we're definitely keeping (laughs) this. Bee's knees are so So, cute. (laughs) So I, as Miss Klamath County, I did not place at Miss Oregon, but that's okay because I wanted to leave Oregon anyway. So Miss um, Montana. Exactly. So when I came to Montana, I actually emailed the director, the executive director of the Miss Montana program. Mm -hmm. And I reached out and I said, hey, I'm a former Miss Klamath County. Um, I don't know when you're planning on having Miss Montana, but I'm going to be there. (laughs) And so so I was. And I competed at Miss Montana every year that I was in college. um, Because you can only win the state title once. You can have as many local titles. You can represent um, like counties as mm-hmm. many times as you'd like. Okay. Like if I went back to Oregon, I could compete as Miss Klamath County um, many, many times and be Miss Klamath County multiple years, but you can only go to Miss America once. And so as soon as you win the state title, you're pretty much done. And so I wanted to make sure that I could compete and get as many scholarship dollars as humanly possible. Smart. So I competed all four years of college at Miss Montana. And my closing statement in my interview was... I love this program and I want to be Miss Montana someday, but don't crown me because I'm coming back next year for more scholarships. <laughs> Such a good business tactic. Absolutely. You're a smart cookie. Yeah. And so every summer I had this incredible week at Miss Montana and got to meet some wonderful women, get lots of scholarships. I made top five every year. Um, and I was also crowned Miss, uh, Miss Congeniality every year, which was really fun. Yes, I remember um, this. And so I got over $36,000 in scholarships, not counting 
representing the title of Miss Montana. 36,000 yep. leading up to once you were actually crowned. Correct. Wow. Yeah. And oh so then um, you can actually also use your Miss Montana scholarship towards student loans. And Ooh. so after I graduated and I went to Europe, I came back and I moved back to Montana and I decided, you know what? I've competed every year for Miss Montana. This is my year. And so I went in and I did not tell the judges to crown somebody else. I, <laughs> I went ahead and kind of like laid it all on the stage and thought that like, if they want me to be Miss Montana, then I'm going to try to be the best one I can be. Mm-hmm. And if they want me to be her, then, then that'll happen. And so, um, and that was the year that I was crowned Miss Montana. Fabulous. So, okay, we're going to go into that first. Sandra Bullock, tell me what is Miss Congeniality? (laughs) Miss Congeniality, just like the movie, is um, voted on by the other candidates. So the other girls who are there competing for the same title, um, they vote and say who is the most genuine, the most kind, the person who is the most uplifting, kind of the person who you would expect in the Miss Congeniality movie, Mm -hmm. the one who saves everybody, maybe not, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're whooping some butt in self-defense, and okay. Um, So she's basically the girl who um was the kind of the best friend for everybody throughout the week like a spirit award almost exactly yeah Yeah. exactly kind of like the spirit award um and it was such an honor that I was crowned Miss Congeniality every Every year year. that I competed at Miss is that a record that's got to be history too isn't it a Miss America record no one in Miss (gasps) America history has been crowned Miss Congeniality at the state level five years in a row Wow, so you're like not only a badass, you're like a complete doll. I mean, just oh, you're so sweet. a sweetheart. No, you are, obviously. <laughs> the votes are in. <laughs> okay, so that is, that's one awesome record, I guess, history yeah, yeah. clip. Um, okay, so then you are crowned Miss Montana. Tell me how that felt. Tell me what's going on in your mind. Relive that for me. Oh, man. Um, the My crowning photo is actually me about seven inches off the stage <laughs> <laughs> because I'm jumping up and down screaming because oh. I had competed for this job one even though in my closing statement that I didn't want the title for scholarship reasons or because I wanted to go to Europe or it just didn't work out um, because the Miss Montana is such a commitment. I wanted to make sure that the year I was crowned, I could commit everything to it. Um, And so it had always been this dream. And then it's like every year you go, the dream just gets bigger and bigger. And then for the for them to finally call my name on stage as the next Miss Montana, you're all of a sudden it kind of hits you. You're Miss Montana. You're going to Miss America. You yes. have this huge year in front of you. Commitment. Um, huge commitment. A lot of scholarships. Mm-hmm. It was such an the amount of emotions that kind of all flood in at once it some girls cry other I apparently jump up and down and scream so that was really fun um, so that was it's a really cute I'm wearing seven inch heels in a beautiful evening gown six inches off the stage with my mouth <laughs> wide open it's really cute but that's awesome we'll have to we'll have to put a link to that in your oh yeah it's special <laughs> that's awesome um what are what are mom and dad thinking um, mom and dad, because I was actually crowned in the middle of COVID. Yes. And so the Billings Gazette, God bless them, called me the COVID queen. Mm. So that was really special. <laughs> um, but I was crowned in the middle of COVID. And because my parents lived in Southern Oregon, they mm. were unable to come out and watch Sad. the Miss Montana competition. Um, because Miss Montana was the only competition that was held that year. Because Miss America was canceled because of COVID. Right. And so every other state organization decided that they would take their 2019 title holder and have her carry over into 2020 wow. and not hold a competition. Mm. Um, in Montana, 
um, partially because our title holder, our 2019 Miss Montana, is incredible. She got into med school in California. Oh. She's like living her best life. We would not have had a Miss Montana for a year had yeah. she been able to, because obviously she's going to go to med school. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we decided that the the board of Miss Montana thought that we can put on a safe program mm -hmm. even in the midst of everything going on we can still be safe and so we totally were it was an absolute success um the audience was safe the candidates were safe the volunteers were safe no one got sick at the wow. miss montana competition um which was i think really kind of speaks to the not only ingenuity but the determinedness of yeah. montanans mm -hmm. that like okay the rest of the world is shutting down like we will be safe, but yeah. we won't let anything stop us from what we want to do. So Absolutely. yeah, it was a really cool um, kind of come together because the candidates, all of the candidates who were there knew that this is what they wanted to do. They knew that they had to make good choices, be safe, be extra mm -hmm. clean, be make sure that they were really on top of making everyone feel safe and be safe to be able to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and we were able to pull off a competition that was not only super fun and really enjoyable, obviously, I mean, I won, but it was also enjoyable <laughs> for other reasons, <laughs> but, for um, sure. <laughs> but uh, it was also really, really safe for everyone yeah. who was there. It was really cool. So then... So then because <clears throat> we were still in lockdown or things, so Miss USA did not take place again the next year? Is that so right? So Miss America normally happens in December. Kay. And so because we were crowned in that summer, that would have happened normally in December. So I gotcha. got an extra bonus year so I could go to Miss America, which was uh -huh. the following December. Yes. Um, and so I was crowned as Miss Montana 2020. That's uh -huh. what my first sash says. Yep. Um, and then they sent me another sash the following summer when the rest of my class joined me right. um, and was crowned. And so then I got a new sash that said Miss Montana 2021. And then I was able to go and compete at Miss America with the rest of my class of title holders from the year of 2021. So that's another down in history oh, yeah. moment for you. Yes. You were the only two-year Miss Montana. Correct. Correct. I'm the longest reigning Miss Montana. Wow. Yeah. I'm here with a celebrity. You're famous. <laughs> All of the history books. No, that's awesome. So, but, but, so I think, you know, your, your initial thought is, is like, oh, you got to be Miss Montana for two years, but that came with some serious commitment, some sacrifice. Absolutely. Because I, I think what a lot of people don't understand is like the rules and the things that you can and can't do while Miss Montana. Tell me about some of those. So Miss Montana is a miss. She cannot be a missus. Mm -hmm. And so we, Michael and I talked about it. And um, even though I was going to be Miss Montana for two full years, mm -hmm. um, I we could not get married. Mm -hmm. We could not like move forward in our relationship. Yep. We had to kind of put that on hold mm -hmm. um, because the idea is when you're a state title holder, you get to wear a crown, you get to wear the sparkly hat, the whole nine yards, yep. um, you sign autographs and it's super cool, but you are a public servant and yes. you go where you are needed and you go to be able to do community service and help the people around you. And so you, the idea is that when you're crowned, you get scholarship money, but you put your personal life on hold for the mm -hmm. year that you're the title holder so that that way you can, you can devote your time to traveling and being present in the needs of others, mm -hmm. being able to um, commit to your social impact initiative, being able to be involved in your community and uplift others and be a role model for young boys and girls. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> for you, yeah. for two years. For two years, yes. Wow. And so it was the one of the hardest years 
two years. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not yeah. let's not be too oh, uh, man. humble there. Um, two years. Yeah, two years. It was it's very hard because you are kind of at not the mercy, but you are mm-hmm. at the needs of the state. And so if yeah. someone's having an, a, a program and they say, we need volunteers, then there's Miss Montana volunteering. And yeah. um, if they say, we need someone to come here and do this activity, then there's Miss Montana right in the midst of everything. Um, wow. I There's photos of me doing yard work and doing yard. Uh, there was a park cleanup in, um, in the Glendive area, and I'm doing park cleanup when we're in a dirty t-shirt mm-hmm. and a crown on my head because, <laughs> because it's Miss Montana. Montana, but yeah. she's out and she's getting her hands dirty and she does the work that needs to be done um and she gets to wear a crown while she does it which is really fun but um it was a long two years of traveling almost every week if not Mm -hmm. every day in a new city and um couch surfing and wow um, it's it's experience such an experience experience. and such a growing experience you do so much public speaking oh my goodness gracious um yeah, because you but are very poised. I wish people could see you. I should convert this to video. <laughs> um, for p- those of you that are just listening, I mean, she's like got this perfect posture. I'm slumped. I'm like slump goddess <laughs> over here in my chair. And she's like got perfect posture and this perfect smile. And, but genuine. It's not oh, thank you. posed. Thank you. So, yeah, I can. And, and I've I've known you, you know, in and out over the last couple of years. And I've, I've watched you grow, too, and very much uh poised and in confidence and in beauty so yes it's working it did a great job (laughs) well it's the miss montana program that really kind of forces you to grow sure um in those ways that it takes what you have and then just amplifies those good qualities which is it's such a cool program and i encourage if you're a young woman who's looking for scholarships and um you don't know how you're going to pay for school between the ages of 18 and 26 Mm -hmm. um i would recommend you compete for miss montana because they not only does it work on the the ability to go in front of any group of audi- any group of people, any audience, be mm-hmm. able to do public speaking and be able to have that confidence. You get to wear pretty dresses on stage. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. It's the sisterhood and the community focus. And um, it is such an incredible program. I can't say enough good things. As hard as it was, the the difficulties are what helped grow me into the person I am now. Absolutely. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of them. Can we take a quick detour here because I am like trying hard not to bust out laughing right now I have a secret for you because we are oh, keeping dear. secrets oh, right of course yeah That's <laughs> you an ideal me place. and all yeah, of the all podcast them on the microphone yeah. so I was dear friends with Michael and we talked about this you and I prior uh-huh. to that we could talk about this topic but I was good friends with Michael while uh, you were doing Miss Montana mm-hmm. and he knew he was going to marry you from <laughs> the very beginning when oh, he yeah. first started dating you this is <laughs> and <laughs> I'll never forget me and him are <clears throat> we're at jujitsu ju- and he's like can we have a beer I said you bitch not right now but we're gonna meet for one and so we meet up and and he's just kind of venting and he's like I can't wait to marry her and he you know he tells me about his story and I was like well get it done son what's the problem he goes she's Miss Montana and I'm like great put a ring on it what is the problem and uh and and he was explaining to me that he was scared that you were gonna get to have to do another year but he was so so incredibly happy and what was the reason, too, that he was in such a hurry? Oh, my goodness. So he, uh, I remember, and, and he's an amazing human, very, um, very religious and practiced and disciplined. And he was saving himself mm-hmm. for marriage. And yes. he was so madly in love with you the first time, <laughs> like, he started dating you. Like, he kind of knew you were the one. Um, and then Miss Montana, he was like, <laughs> I'm supportive, but I'm going to marry her as soon as it's over. And then go. <laughs> COVID puts another year on it and he's like, ah, I gotta wait another year. 
Tell me about that as much as you were willing to share. Oh, man. Well, we both agreed that we wanted to, like, save certain things Mm -hmm. for marriage. And um, so it was painfully slow two years on that (laughs) aspect of that. uh, It was really cool to be able to, whenever I traveled to this end of the state, because I did Mm -hmm. travel around a ton, um, whenever I traveled to this end of the state, I would get host families. So I did not... Um, spend the night with him and sure um, mm-hmm. and make sure that we were um, we were trying to be as uh, upstanding as we could yep. um, and uh, it was definitely gave us a very interesting aspect of our relationship uh-huh. because we did not develop that physical connection until uh, until now until right. after we got married, after marriage, um, that's... and so it was really cool to be able to develop so many other aspects of that relationship. And being long distance the grand majority of the time because I would travel so much, mm-hmm. um, it, we really got to communicate a lot more. And so I think that our communication as husband and wife is so much stronger sure. than it would have been had we not waited because. All we had to do was, all we could do was talk. So. Right, yeah. No. <laughs> so we got really good at talking. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, that I just remember, I admire both of you guys so much for that. I remember when Michael told me that, you know, that he was a virgin and he yeah. was waiting and saving himself because that's what his, you know, he believed in and that's how he was raised. And I remember saying, no, seriously? Like, really? <laughs> because you just, I mean, it's, in, in, in our world now, that is more unconventional Absolutely. than you know, conventional, you know, back in the day, whenever the day is that you want to say it was you, everybody saved themselves from marriage. I don't know how many actually did, but you, you know what I'm <laughs> we saying? Won't ask. <laughs> right. But, but even the conversation is right. the expectation and that's yeah. what you talk about. Well, now it seems that that is, you guys are more unconventional, which is, yeah. you know, part of this show is people totally. that live their lives in unconventional ways. And I think it's fascinating. And then of course I'm like, can I ask a couple questions? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I, and this poor guy, I just, I remember, and I teased him. I was like, you're going to be like the 40 year old virgin. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to be the 25 year old virgin. At well, the time. And he, it was, he was 29, like 29 when I got married. So. <laughs> I know. God bless him. He's just such a great oh, guy. He's so awesome. Yeah, he is. And I really do like, it was difficult. Like there were, I mean, like we're human still. And yep. so like the temptations always there and um and so it was very difficult but we have some really awesome uh like support people who Mm -hmm. are here in Butte that really helped us like all the people who I was like hey I'm coming to Butte can I sleep on your couch (laughs) so that that way I don't sleep at Michael's house right Um, and so like a lot of people who came alongside to support us in that decision was really really cool um and honestly like the, the communication aspect that came from it, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really cool byproduct of yeah. um, of kind of forcing yourself to do nothing but talk for two years. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's beautiful, though. I think it's like, and you guys are both just beautiful people anyway, like good people. But like, that's an extra, an extra layer of protection. And yeah. like, what a great way to put your marriage first and foremost yeah. and your own values, your own beliefs. I just, I admire it. I think it's great. And thank you for sharing it with yeah, listeners. Cause course. I think there's others that also are curious or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So. I really think it's cool that, um, everyone, like, obviously the best thing about America is that it's so free. You can mm-hmm. do what you want. And it's really comforting to like hear like, Oh my gosh, they're doing the same thing that I'm choosing to do. Or, um, yeah, and bet. so I think that if there, if there's anyone who is considering doing it and I really hope that there is not um, someone who puts them down for their beliefs or puts them down for their decisions that, um, whatever decision we make is, should be supported by our friends and family. So, um, I really thought that the, the community that we had to Mm -hmm. support that decision for us, uh, really, 
made it possible, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. So then, sorry for the little, you know, that was a little detour. A We're little back detour. on track. Back on now. track, yeah. Okay, so you are Miss Montana. You served two years. Yes. You did amazing things for the state. So then you get word that Miss USA, Miss America, Miss America yep. is continuing. Sorry, I'm not a pageant person. You oh, can probably tell by looking at me. But <laughs> you look great. Um, <laughs> thank you. I did watch your the, oh. <laughs> the Miss. Yes, I did watch it. So carry on the story. Then what happens? So then I got to go to Miss America. Okay. And Miss America is one of the oldest. It is actually the oldest competition of its kind. Um, wow. Miss USA. I think turned 76 this year, 77 this year. Mm. So I actually got to compete at the 100th anniversary. That is right. Miss America. I, gosh, I forgot about that. You yes. are full, like you are special. That's I'm three special. things. Oh, look at Miko. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So quick, what is the difference between Miss America and Miss USA? Um, I would say the biggest reasons um, that one would compete in one and not the other right now is the swimsuit portion of competition. Interesting. Um, okay. So Miss America removed their swimsuit portion of competition, I think, four year, five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they said that that they did not feel it was uh, needed to, to um, judge girls in swimsuits oh. to be able to decide who got to be Miss America. I love that. Um, yeah. So that's totally awesome. Um, Miss USA still does have a swimsuit portion of competition. Um, and I really love that both programs support women. They mm-hmm. support what they want to do. They support their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they support education. There are huge positives to both programs, and it really depends on what each girl is looking for as a competitor. Sure. That Are you looking for something to physically give you goals for your physical health? Are you g- looking for a competition that's going to stretch you um, maybe mentally and Mm. look for the talent portion of competition um, because Miss USA does not have a talent portion of competition and Miss America does. Gotcha. Um, I think the the funnier thing that uh, that's the that's the real differences between them, but they're both comprised of intelligent, incredible, uh-huh. beautiful, stunning, driven, hardworking women make up both organizations. Um, I heard something a while ago that this is now what I say to describe the difference to people, um, because <laughs> Miss America is the girl with the talent, the girl with the public speaking skills. She's um, there for scholarships and community service. Uh-huh. She's the girl next door. Okay, and anybody could be Miss America, and that's the whole draw yeah. that like I could be Miss America that could that be me up on that too. stage sure. yeah okay um and Miss USA is the airbrushed model she's perfect also driven very beautiful okay. um she competes in swimsuit she's very dedicated to her physical health um and so Miss USA is the girl you wish lived next door oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome <laughs> Okay, well, that's a really good description. Okay, I had no idea there was two different things, so I'm so yeah. glad I'm interviewing you on this. So, <laughs> yes. Forgive me for the ignorance, but I'm only asking this stuff so other people can know too. Absolutely, um, yeah. and I am ignorant on it, and you're teaching me. Um, okay, oh, well, when you're actually the title holder, because um, Miss America is the original competition, and so okay. my sash only said Miss Montana, and so there are a number of other competitions nowadays um, that. Lots of different types of competitions, what you do for competition, how you're scored. Um, And so, like, there's Miss Montana International, Miss Montana USA, Miss Montana Volunteer, Miss Montana. Oh, there's so many different ones. You're the OG. Um, But I'm the OG. OG. And so there is Miss Montana is the only one who is allowed to have just that on her sash. All the other ones have to have, like, an addendum to their title to match whatever organization they're competing under. Very, very good, man. I'm 
I'm impressed. That's, that's awesome. But you often get confused for each other because yeah. if you're walking around with a sash and a crown on your head, very few people actually look at your face. And so, um, <laughs> so people say, oh my gosh, I met you last year. And you're like, well, you probably didn't because I don't recognize you, but you probably met another title another holder and that's one. super cool. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, fabulous. So tell me about the experience then going away. So I guess explain how, like, it, it's automatic that you go to Miss America. America yes. Automatic. And it's Correct. the same time every year. Yep. It's the same. Okay. So are you preparing? Like, what are you doing counting down to this time? I really, even though I had two years, um, I wanted to be Miss Montana for the community service and the scholarship. Mm -hmm. And so even though I did have two years that I knew I was going to Miss America, mm -hmm. I did not start my Miss America prep until after the rest of my class was crowned. Um, because I, I really wanted to feel like I didn't have an extra leg oh, up on all of them. That's so congeniality um, of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and so like when the rest of my class was crowned, that's when I began my Miss America prep with the rest of them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that way it wasn't like I felt like, oh, I've already been doing this for a year, even though I had. Mm -hmm. um, and so my first year, I really focused on being out in the community, being doing my um, social impact initiative, teaching martial arts, creating safer communities, mm -hmm. um, being the most um, present Miss Montana I could be in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Um, oh my gosh. And then, then once all the rest of the other girls were crowned, typically we're um, the state title holders are crowned in the summer. Um, and so then that summer I started preparing for Miss America, which was in December, and I started doing my uh, talent practice. I sing classical opera. You and did. So, yes. Oh so my I god! Started I wish we could just do a little sample of that. <laughs> but we'd probably break our speakers. <laughs> oh yeah, break the glass and um, yeah. But um, and so I got to work with my uh, Dr. Fry, who's a fabulous vocal coach who lives in Helena. And so I got to start working with him and um, practicing all of the poise that you need to walk on stage. Lots of oh interview practice for your private interview with the judges, as well as your onstage question. Um, and so just kind of preparing for all of those onstage aspects of the competition. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Miss America's six months away. And then all of a sudden Miss America's tomorrow yes. and <laughs> you're up on stage and the cameras are in your face and it's the most thrilling, exciting, glamorous, hardworking moment that yes. you can experience. And to share the stage with those other 50 women who were their representatives from each of their states was absolutely wonderful. Every single one of them was kind and so hardworking and really everyone was there to put their best foot forward mm -hmm. and be the best version of themselves that they could be. And I really think that we were. Yeah. I oh, could I not watched. have imagined awesome. a better class to compete with. That's awesome. Yeah. You're still friends with a bunch of them, oh, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. A bunch of them came to my wedding. Um, oh. uh, we st we have a Miss America group chat on oh, Snapchat and it we literally talk every single day. That's awesome. Yeah, still. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. So did you win? I did not. <laughs> um, the joke that I tell everyone is that I got 16th um, because they announced to 15. Oh. And so, <laughs> so I so can only assume yeah. that I got 16th. Of course. I naturally, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So what did you learn from it? I guess, is there anything that you would have done differently or do you not really care if you won or not? 
Well, I did not particularly want to win, actually. Interesting. Um, because I'd already been Miss Montana for two years. And if you crowned Miss America, that's another year. Oh, Michael. Of Poor tra- Michael. <laughs> Think of Michael. Oh, exactly. Of travel. <laughs> and not just traveling thing within my state, but traveling the nation. The nation. And um, there's a possible USO tour where you can go international. And Miss America, even though Miss Montana is kind of at the mercy of the state, yeah. Miss America is at the mercy of the nation going wherever she is needed on such a grand scale Mm -hmm. um, that what a cool opportunity that would be, but not someone that I particularly wanted after the year that I'd already put in as Miss Montana. Two. Two. Two years. (laughs) Well, at that point, it was only a year and a half, but um, (laughs) still. Yeah. Uh, So I did not particularly want to keep going another year after that um and so I was absolutely thrilled with making the experiences that I did I got three thousand dollars more in scholarships um to put towards my degree my student loans um and uh and just made some of the most wonderful friends incredible memories I get to say that I walked the Miss America stage um and then I got to come home and get married which was the best of both worlds for me yeah, because as soon as you got back, how long after did Michael wait to propose? A month. A month. That's pretty patient. <laughs> yes. He was probably thought, trying to surprise you. I think he was. And I'm, I'm the worst because I was <laughs> guessing every single time. He's like, do you want to get dinner? I'm like, are you going to propose? Did you say that to him? <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, I'm the worst. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, he will tell you that I ruined the proposal. Oh, um, no. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm awful because he, uh, he's called me while I was still at Miss America. Mm-hmm. Um, he called me and he was like, okay, as soon as we get back, it's going to be January and we're going to go on this date. You need to dress warm and be really cute. And before he could even breathe, I was oh, like, no. you're proposing, aren't you? <gasps> oh, uh, yes. It was, and he was going to. Oh, he totally until did. Until said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was very bad. Um, not my brightest moment, but that's okay. You were excited. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had a really great date, and he did end up proposing. And the way he did it, he it ended up still being a surprise. And uh, then we, we got engaged and then got married shortly after I gave up my title. <laughs> Very, very good. Yes. Yeah, and there were some horses involved in this proposal, I recall. Yes, yes, of we, got, we got, of course, yes, everything is horse-related. <laughs> um, we uh, we got engaged at the Lone Mountain Ranch. Mm. Um, one of my very good friends from college works there, uh-huh. uh, and so she was able to kind of help Michael plan his perfect proposal. Which, and yep, he probably needed that help, too. <laughs> He's great in a lot of things, but, uh, yeah. Yep, and I think she helped calm his nerves a Oh, lot I can too, only so. imagine, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was an absolute magical day with the snow just glittering and um, and having a best friend there while I got to be asked to marry my other best friend was yeah. was really special too. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Which brings us forward then. Yes. What is next? I'm sure there's a horse, of course. Of but horribly, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so right now we're actually uh, looking at new properties uh-huh. um, because our ultimate goal is to be able to own and operate an equine therapy facility. Um, that's how I knew I was going to marry Michael is because uh-huh. on our first date, many years ago, um, we sat down and before he even knew me, cause this was a blind date. Yes. Um, I asked him where he wanted, where he saw himself in 10 years. And he said that he really felt like he was being called to run a facility <gasps> where people could grow closer to God and heal, whether that was physically or emotionally with horses mm-hmm. as therapy tools. 
Yeah. I was like, first date. Literally first date. And I was like, you should have proposed right there. I, oh, you should have. I should have. Yeah. Montana. Well, I wasn't Miss Montana yet. Oh, you weren't with the yeah. blue. You should have proposed. Should, I mean, honestly, right yeah. There, yeah. I was right. They're so close. <laughs> um, I did go into the bathroom and call my best friend and tell her that I was on the last first date that I was ever going to be on. Oh, um, so you knew too. Oh, I knew. Yeah. Oh. And my best friend, God bless her, was like, yeah, you should not tell him that. <laughs> Probably solid advice. <laughs> it was. It was. I told him like a month later. So no. Oh. It's good. Yeah, so um, that's still the goal. First okay. date has still carried through. That's still the, the game plan. Um, wow. And to be able to make that a reality, we've decided to kind of use uh, real estate uh-huh. as our stepping stones. Yes. Because you can't, right now, just fresh out of college mm-hmm. in our 20s, we are not able to go out and buy the kind of facility that we need for nope. to be able to run this facility um, or the property that we need for this facility. And so um, we've decided that we're going to step stone up with bigger properties and um we currently own a duplex and then we're going to buy another (laughs) duplex and be able to rent out multiple units and then maybe sell multiple and buy a bigger property so that we can just kind of step our way up until we can put a giant down payment on a huge equestrian place that we can run this dream program that is phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. You guys are house hacking, yes. which is great, which <laughs> means you live in one side, rent the other. So your mortgage is paid for. Absolutely. And then, yeah, snowball from there. And Michael has experience because his family grew up with rentals. Did, yes. you, did your family have any investment, any real estate? But well, your dad. Yes. What was I thinking? Yeah, of course. I yeah. didn't know that about you until right now. Yeah. So we, my dad did a little bit of flipping. Um, wow. And so... Uh, unfortunately, um, the market in Southern Oregon where we live wasn't oh. awesome at the sure. time that we were living there and which is, um, he was being very discouraged. My dad was kind of discouraged with the real estate market there. Um, and so that was one of the reasons that he became a pastor was because he was sick and tired of real estate and sure. wanted to make a difference. So, yeah, but that, what, but that's awesome. Cause you've got, you and him both have that background yes. I and mean, you guys are you guys are on the right path. You guys yeah. are destined. You guys have, it's been paved yeah. with knowledge and experience, which is, and then of course, family to support that. Yes. That is awesome. Yeah. It's going to be fabulous. I'm really excited. What are you thinking for a time frame? If not, if, but when you get these goals accomplished, if you could do it your way, oh, which man. you always get it your way, like <laughs> you course, said, ask your mom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the time frame? Do you think? Um, I am not sure about exact time frame. Um, I really want to start the facility sooner rather than later, just because this has been the goal for so long. And the sooner we have it, the longer we can do it. So sure. um, I'm really hoping within 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, but uh, that may be a little ambitious. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll the see The right what opportunities present yeah. themselves if it's for the right reason. Exactly. You'll be surprised. Just keep exactly. manifesting that. Yeah. And, and you guys are doing the right steps. Yeah. So, yeah. Any Is it going to be nonprofit? Is it going to be profit? What's the, I guess... How is it going to work? Um, we're, we haven't nailed down the quite like the business strategy mm-hmm. yet quite now, but um, I would really love to have kind of twofold sides to the therapy center. Um, the first side would be, of course, the therapy aspect of it, whether mm-hmm. it be a physical therapy, the movement of horse is huge to be able to work through a lot of physical conditions, um, or an emotional therapy, PTSD sure. um, is huge working with horses, um, as the Heroes and Horses program in Bozeman has shown. Um, but we, we also really want to have like the ability to come out and learn new experiences. Um, Michael is an Eagle Scout. 
Of course and he of is. Of course he is. He's perfect. <laughs> um, and so we really want to be able to also run maybe camps oh so that gosh. that way we can have people out who maybe would never have been able to ride or learn how to deal with horses, sure. um, be able to come out, learn how to ride, be in the wilderness, mm-hmm. um, because ideally we'd be like kind of further away from town, obviously with sure. land. Um, yep. And so that way we could give new opportunities to people who may not have had those experiences yeah. before. Um, and then of course, because I have such a passion for horses, I if I could spend my whole day in the saddle, that would be perfect for me. Oh. So um, maybe a little bit of training on the side, yeah. of giving lessons, riding lessons, not necessarily yeah. at a camp, but um, just for individuals who yeah. want to get better at their horsemanship. So yeah. Or that just have always had a love for horses exactly. and they need the safety first. Yeah, they just don't absolutely. know. Yeah. So that's great. I don't think that that's too ambitious. I think that 10 years is really, it, it's a good goal. It's a, it's an awesome goal the community needs that the world needs it and it's so multi-dimensional is that a word multi-dimensional yeah Yeah, that's awesome I'm super excited for you guys um I think that that's probably the the whole I guess journey did I miss anything in there no you pretty much covered everything yeah (laughs) I learned so much about you oh that's good (laughs) yeah and you do give a great interview thank you so much for coming in on this blizzardy cold day yes um, on probably your only day off because I know you're very hardworking and you work all the time so thank you for giving your time to share your experiences I really hope that the Miss Montana program is all about inspiring the next one Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of what we do is about leaving a legacy behind and so even though I'm no longer the longest reigning Miss Montana. Um, I mean, I'll always be the longest reigning Miss Montana, but even though I'm no longer Miss Montana, um, I hope that I can continue to inspire other people that maybe that can be part of their journey towards their goals as well. Um, And that anything is possible, that if you want to go to school, if you want to own a facility, if you want to go to Europe, there Mm. are so many ways to do those things with um, scholarships or with internships and um, finding a partner who's willing to slave by your side to be able to make your (laughs) dreams happen that's it's absolutely possible yeah you are an inspiration oh you're so sweet thank Thank you you so much I'll make sure that I put your contact uh wherever you want to be found I'll have that in the description so people can click on that we'll put Miss Montana in there as well so people know where to go for information and they can look over the last two years and see all of your awesome uh service really is the best way to say it um yeah So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. And we are going to clock out.